sobering question for all of us, isn't it? Do we live in the presence of God? Do we know that God is here? When I read that book, when I look at that webpage, when I think those thoughts, when I say those words, do I remember that God is here? You know, I think of fear of God and the reality of the presence of God will make a huge difference in how our life is lived. Really will. Well, good morning. And God bless you. It's nice to be here with you again. I think it's been quite a while, actually, since I've been here. And uh, it's nice to be back. I was also thinking about the... Uh, as he was talking about the election, you know, sometimes in our minds we think, well, you know, we know that we got these two guys and we know which one would be best, you know? Have you ever thought about uh, the fact that, that sometimes you have to let evil go? In other words, if you constantly put a lid on evil, Sometimes those who, who are evil want to continually push it, but let it go to its, its, uh, its conclusion, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I didn't, know where this, I didn't know this is where it was going. Sometimes God does those things in the lives of men. And, you know, even if we're thinking about the, the well-being of our country, sometimes worse is better. So how do we know? We don't, but God knows. And uh, we should be continually in prayer in times like this. We should be continually in prayer anyway. And in fact, the Bible tells us that we should pray for those who are in authority. And uh, somehow it just doesn't seem like such a big deal when everything is going well. But God knew what he was talking about, didn't he? And you know, the seeds for what we see right now have been sowed many years before, many years before. And I wonder if America is where it is because the church was where it was 40 years ago. Well, that's not the topic this morning. Turn with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 8. There was a uh, song I, I woke up with the other morning, and... Uh, it was a phrase that particularly caught my attention. It's blessed be the tempest, kind the storm that drives us nearer home. You know, I don't know how many of you enjoy being out on a boat when the lake is smooth and um, the weather is pleasant and you've got a Coke, Coke in one hand and a bag of tater chips in the other. But, uh, and you can take your pick, it might be a fishing pole. But, uh, you know, those are the kind of times we enjoy. We look at that and say, wow, now that's perfect. You know, the weather is perfect. The views are perfect. Um, the situation is perfect. Hopefully you're going to be there with friends. And um, perfect situation. And yet, anyone who spends their lives on the water knows that's not always how it is. 
And those of us who live lives also know that life is not always picture perfect. Things don't always go the way you think they should go, the ways that are, are pleasant. I would like to read this story, Luke 8, verse 22 to 25. It's a story of a storm. And it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water. And they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said to them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. I would like to look at a few lessons from a storm this morning. You know, I think it's realistic to understand that storms come as we do the work of God. Here was, here was Jesus and his disciples. They were going to the other side of the lake. They had a mission. They had a place to go. Jesus had a mission in mind. The disciples were carrying the master. They both had work to do. And as they did the work of God, there was a storm. That's not unusual. That is, um, sometimes we, we look at life and we see these things that happen and we wonder, did I do something wrong? Is this because I sinned? Well, that, it doesn't mean it can never be. But sometimes it happens just because we're doing we're living life, and sometimes because we're doing the work of God. Storms are a normal part of life. You know, I think we often have a wrong perception of trouble, especially maybe in America, where there's a pill for everything, and things are not supposed to go wrong, and the car's supposed to work perfect, and all these things are supposed to just work like they're supposed to work. And, and we get the end, you know, you come home at night and you have a soft chair to sit in. And maybe, um, maybe our perception of reality is a little skewed. But norm, storms are a normal part of life. Sometimes we blame others for the storms in our lives. And um, we, uh, we feel like they're, they are the problem. And is it possible, I ask, that perhaps God even allows those storms for a purpose? Maybe he has a purpose for those kind of storms too. Sometimes storms are a direct attack of Satan upon a person who's doing the work of God. Um, if you notice a few verses past where we read, Jesus was going to... Um, Gadara. There was a uh, there was a man there that needed help. He was a demon possessed man. It was so bad he didn't even wear clothes, and he lived in the tombs. 
And, and Jesus was going there, I believe, because, because he knew he was there. He had a purpose. He was going to set him free. And you know, whenever we have a purpose of, of following God, and um, even if we don't know what we're doing and only God knows, and, and we're going a particular direction, Satan is not happy. He's not happy. And um, so, you know, he sends a storm. At least I'm assuming it was him that sends a storm. And then, and then Jesus is asleep. I mean, he's sleeping so hard, the boat's going all over the place, and he's not even waking up. I'm sure he was soaking wet, and the wind was blowing, and the waves were coming over the boat. It says it was desperate. I mean, the boat was full of water. The um, um, Matthew, if you go to the account Matthew, it says the boat was covered with waves. Jesus was asleep. They didn't wake up. You know, the storm like that would have stopped some people but it didn't stop Jesus. Didn't stop Jesus. Perhaps he knew where he'd come from. And you know, um, perhaps he realized that when you are, when you are in opposite, getting opposition from the evil one that you're on the right track. See, that's not a time to quit. That's a time to press on. And you know, we have that power too in the name of Jesus and we need to press on when things get rough. It's, uh, it's so tempting, isn't it? When the storms come up to just, just to call it quits, let's find an easy way out and um, let's go. But that's not the way Jesus did life and it's not the way we should do it either. You know, storms are not insignificant events. They, um, they come to us in lots of ways. There wasn't a, it wasn't an insignificant event for them. It says they were in jeopardy, verse 23. The boat was covered with waves. And, and you know, we too face real storms. And, and there's times that, that things get desperate. Sometimes they are physical ones. Sometimes they are emotional ones. And sometimes they are spiritual ones. Sometimes the, the storms of life can, can cause us to become, or at least be tempted to be critical and cynical and angry. There are storms in our lives. Well, what do the storms teach us? What can we learn in a storm? Well, I think that uh, the disciples, the disciples finally caught on in the storm and they learned that they needed to turn to Jesus. Now, if you'll notice, they didn't turn to him right away. They waited to wake him up until the boat is about to go down. 
I mean, you think about it. When the boat is, is full of water and, and the waves are crashing over top, what stage of the, uh, of the situation are you in? I mean, you're bailing water, but I mean, it's coming in faster and you're, you're, and when the boat's full, that's when you're going down, isn't it? And how many times do we wait to call on Jesus until we're going down? Should it be that way? Or does God want us to call earlier? You know, when we face storms, our natural tendency is to complain or to try to control the situation. And you know, I think God God gives us, um, God doesn't want us to just uh, sit in the boat and um, twiddle our thumbs either. But so often we, we try to control it in our own way and do it our own way instead of calling on God. Well, the beautiful part of this is that Jesus rebuked the wind. But you'll notice that Jesus did not rebuke the wind and the waves until he was called upon. He waited. He was there. His power was just as great when he was sleeping as it was when um, when he was um, standing up and awake. But he waited until he was called upon. And, and you know, Jesus had no problem with that storm. That storm was not a problem for him. The storm was subject to him. I mean, it, it, it's sort of like... If you got an ant crawling across you and you just go squish. I mean, how hard is that? And um, that's what the storm was to him. So what does it mean in our lives when the storms continue? And we bring them to Jesus and we think we're going we're to go down and the storm just keeps coming and coming and coming. What does that mean? You haven't drowned, have you? Now, I don't know what that means. So I guess it means that God isn't done with the storm yet. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, want, we ask those questions. We don't have answers. But let's not forget that he's always in control of the storm. He's always in control of the storm. See, storms teach us to call on Jesus. Storms also teach us to exercise faith in God's care. The song says, no water can swallow the ship where lives the master of ocean and earth and skies. And so if, if no water can swallow him, if there's nothing too big for him, then guess what happens when we're in Christ? See, if, if the water can't swallow him, and you know the Bible talks about us being in Christ. You're, you're, you, you're in Christ spiritually when you're born again. You're in him. And if the water isn't too big for him, where does that put you? If you're in him, can you be swallowed up? No. When you're in Christ, you are safe.
There's also um, the sense of abiding in Christ. If you um, if you turn to um, John chapter 15, I found that passage interesting. Verse 4, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. I'm sorry, I was going to read verse 2 also. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. I think I'm still missing the one I was looking for. Verse five, I'm the vine, ye are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. So he, he uses the picture here of, of abiding in, of being in, in the vine. If you have a branch and you cut it off, it, it doesn't get any juice. It doesn't get any life, it dies. And Jesus says, you need to abide in me, but it's not only a, a one-way thing. He says, and let me abide in you. The, there needs to be communication. There's, there's relationship. And you see, when, when we have that relationship, then we are safe with him. Faith is trusting, it's abiding. It's seeking, it's finding our safety, our life, our desires and our fulfillment in Jesus Christ. See, storms teach us to exercise faith in God's care. And when we're in him, we are safe and we have nothing to fear. So what is fear? Is not fear a... a um, and evidence that we are not trusting in him. You see, there is a, if there of course is that natural fear that God has put within us. We don't just walk out in front of a car or, um, or jump off a silo. We have that natural fear. Those are things that are in our control, things that we are to do something about. But what about the things that are outside of our control? The disciples were not afraid to be in the boat and to row it and to, and to bail water. What they were afraid of was this storm that was so big that they couldn't bail fast enough. Where the water was just coming in faster than they could control it. And they were afraid. And, and, and you know, I've pondered so many times, what, why did Jesus say, where is your faith? And, and I think right there might be the key that they were afraid of something they couldn't control when instead those things, that fear needs to be given to Jesus. Storms teach us to exercise faith in God's care. Storms teach us who Jesus is. You know, Jesus was their master. He was a miracle worker. He was a good teacher. But when the storm came up and he told the storm, be quiet, and it stopped, they came face to face with the reality that Jesus was something more. After all, who can stop a storm? 
and it has to be someone who has power over it, someone who made it. And I think at that moment, they began to understand the a little more the reality of what Jesus um, said to them later. He says, uh, they said, Jesus, show us the Father, and it'll be good enough for us. And Jesus says, have I been so long a time with you, and you've not known me, fellow? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And I think right then they they began to understand that Jesus was more than just a good teacher. He was more than a miracle worker. He was God. And you know, us too, um, sometimes we get the feeling that God is our supernatural vending machine. So we go and we put in a prayer and we get out what we're looking for. Or... Um, you know, he's just he's just up there somewhere and um, maybe we wonder if he's really that interested in what's going on down here. But you know, there's something about the storms of life that, that bring us face to face with who God is. Someone we, know, we owe our very existence to. The one who made us. The one who died for us the one who cares very much about what happens in our lives. So I'd like to remind you that storms are an inevitable part of life, especially when we are involved in the work of God. Sometimes we cause our own storms, but sometimes they are a direct attack of Satan. And when they are, we have an indication that we're on the right track. I... Um, Whenever I think about this subject, I, I think about the time when we were heading down to Caswell to look at starting a church down there. And um, we were to meet up on top of, uh, uh, of the mountain there on 250, uh, or 64 and 340, 340 after mountain. And um, as we got up there, the... Um, it was terribly foggy. I've never seen fog so thick. This was daytime, and it was just, you just couldn't see hardly. And um, one of the vehicles that was supposed to meet us got confused and, and ended up going down 64, and it took them another 20 minutes to go down and find an exit and turn around and come back. And um, they finally got back, and we got in, and we headed on and weren't going down the mountain more than... Um, a little bit, and and uh, driver realized that there was a light on in his in his car. It was the uh, was the one that said that the electrical system was not charging. And um, in the process of, of time, we discovered that that the serpentine belt had 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 torn. Um, and. Um, we began to pray and and um, and think about what to do, and, and and God provided a solution, and we got down there an hour late, but we got there, and and you know there was one thing that became very clear to me at that moment, and that is there was somebody that didn't like us going down there. Storms are sometimes caused by the enemy, who does not want 
something to happen. He realizes that God is up to something and he's trying to block it. Storms are not insignificant events. We need wisdom. We need power and we need protection from someone who can do that. And it's important for us to remember at those times where to turn and to turn to the right place. We don't forget that when we are in Christ, we are safe. We should not be afraid of those things that are outside of our control. But aren't those the things that cause us fear? Those things that are outside of our control. Faith is trusting, it's abiding, it's seeking, it's finding our safety, our life and our desires and fulfillment in Jesus Christ. That's faith. And when we rest in the power and the providence of God, we allow God to do mighty things in our behalf. I think so often God wants to do things in our lives. He wants to be our power. He wants to be our provision. He wants to still the storm. But instead of bringing it to him, we keep bailing water. You know, God, the one who stilled the storm that day, can still the storms in our lives today. He's still powerful. He's still there. He can still do it. God bless you. Let's have a song.